There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast. I'm your host, Shay, joined, as always, by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how is it going today? It is going well. I'm a bit hot, but very excited about the changes and happy to be here. Hey, you're a bit hot. I am in a California closet. It is 96 (laughs) degrees outside. I am burning. This is Henry and I's first shot at remote recording, so hopefully all goes well, guys. Um... But yeah, this is your weekly Apex Legends podcast, and I think we got a good one for you guys today. Uh, Today, we're going to be going through some reviews, news, talking about the patch notes and the big new update to the game. And we're going to talk a bit about how to play Armed and Dangerous and wrapping it up, as always, with your guys' great questions. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the Third Party Pod. Give us a follow on Discord. Link is in the description below. And if you want to support us, please consider joining us on Patreon and get access to two extra podcasts every month amongst tons of other awesome benefits. Link is all in the description below. With that, though, let's dive into some reviews. Alrighty, so the first one's coming from SJ Dog. It is a five-star review, as per usual. Uh, super helpful, do. super helpful, fun, and informative. Uh, of all the legends and weapons and such, can't wait to keep learning more and increase my gaming abilities. Thank you, SJ. Love Means to hear a ton. It. Next one's coming from WolfDriggs21, five-star review. I was searching and searching for a clean Apex podcast, so when I found your podcast, I was thrilled you guys are super informative and give out great tips. And leave me craving to hop on my PS4 and get some wins. I hope to see you guys get even bigger. Thanks so much for the advice and tips. Keep strong and have a great quarantine. So much thanks. Next one's coming from Plushy Rug. Five stars. This podcast is the best one I've heard yet. I am a caustic main with 2K kills, and I'm using your info from the countering caustic episode to further expand ways to deal with enemies. Hmm. Thanks for all the hard work and keep it up. Love to hear you it. Might Plushy. have to update that. We're going to have to update the, some of changes. that caustic play stuff. Some big, big changes. changes I'm excited to get into. From humans have to make it worse. Five star. I love listening to your podcast. I've been trying to up my rank game and it's really helped. You guys go in depth and give quality tips. I'm trying to finish this rank series strong and I'm gold four. I'm a wraith slash lifeline main and I'm trying to main lifeline because she is such a good character and will be getting a buff soon. But if you have tips for playing in gold or silver, I would appreciate it. I play on Xbox as well, so maybe we can play one day. Word. And the very last Definitely. review for the day is coming from OIG Get Out. Hey guys, love the podcast a lot. The podcast is very well organized, and the hosts, Shay and Henry, care about their audience and are very in touch with their fans, which I appreciate a lot. Just hope you guys know you make a lot of days happier. Respect. Thank you so much. That means a ton to hear. Like, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, it really does mean a lot because we enjoy making it a ton. For sure. And this, uh, this week, this last week, we, uh, we broke a hundred reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So that's something to celebrate a little bit. Big, big deal. And, you know, thank you to our new jump masters, uh, Hydra Lord, Kojo27, and Sage on Patreon. Uh, it's big deal for us. Huge thank you to all those patrons and everyone that joined. And, you know, the first live hangout we just had went so well and we'll continue to do those monthly, uh, for all of our patrons. 
And so we're going to be start streaming now as well because of our goals. Uh, you guys are really killing it. We're hitting the goals faster than we could have ever asked for. And it means a lot to have all this kind of support. Big time. Now let's get into the news for the day. First piece of news is, I guess not specifically Apex related, but we just felt the need to talk about it because it is a big one in the video game industry. And that is Mixer is shutting down operation. Henry, what are your first thoughts on that one? This is an insane move that we at least, we play on Xbox. We did not see this coming kind of out of left field. To be honest, we don't stream on Mixer. Uh, But really, this is huge. This is big time industry news. I mean, it's just a huge game changer. Um, Now we got, you know, guys like Shroud and Ninja are going to, decide where to go and you know mixer was essentially transitioned to facebook gaming it seems like we don't know all the details yet and we don't even know why mixer has essentially shut down um but you know this is just a big deal you know mixer is integrated solely with xbox and so i wonder if we'll see more options coming from uh streaming integration with xbox yeah it could be a very exciting time we can't wait to start streaming we'll be streaming on youtube uh and maybe YouTube will really kick it up with this big change. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Next piece of news is coming from at Shrugal on Twitter, uh, talking about a lot of the leaks. Every time there's a new patch that comes out, tons of new code is added to the game. And so we just picked a couple of the big pieces of news that he broke and we wanted to go over it. Uh, the first one is that there's very little references for Valk in the finals anymore. And that was replaced, renamed, or potentially being used to throw off miners uh, because Nova is a new legend that is everywhere in the files and just dominating everything. And a lot of people are saying it's similar to maybe what they did with Forge to throw people off. Um, But what do you think about that, Henry? Well, we've talked a little bit about Valk here on the podcast and off air as well. Um, I think that's... Fancy, fancy uh, respawn doing what they do. Uh, but, you know, as far as I could tell, Valk was going to be this legend that had the ability to hover and had yeah. like this rocket launcher kind of ability, which seemed incredibly good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's believable that maybe that won't come to fruition and kind of just like Forge where a big melee legend kind of seems a little bit hard to put into the game. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll roll with the punches on that one. Yeah, it's very interesting. It could go either way because uh, we've seen a lot of things change. Like uh, Loba was named Rosie at one point in the files. Yeah. So like renaming a legend is not out of the normal. Uh, but the next kind of thing is uh, Shurko also discovered that a lot of new Rampart data has been added and a lot more code lines about his turret as well. And that seems to be the heavy favorite right now as who's going to be the next legend potentially coming in in season six. Turret is a very interesting idea. What do you think it would really do in this game? I think that it is a really cool thing. I trust uh, Apex and the team at Respawn to make it balanced. You know, I don't think it could have, you know, 100 or 200 health or something like that. But some sort of ultimate or tactical that could just kind of distract enemies a little bit and take a couple bullets could definitely uh, fit into my play style. Oh, yeah, it would be awesome. And he looks to be like from the uh, renderings of his character model, a pretty big legend as well. So it'd be cool to have another big boy thrown in the game. 
Always. Always. Next, yep. Next thing that Shruko leaked is that a summer sale is coming to the store with likely the return of the Voidwalker skin. If you don't know what the Voidwalker skin is, it is the Wraith skin from her original town takeover of Labs. Was probably the first big skin to be introduced into this game with all the unique animation behind it in the loading screen. And people have been begging for it to be back, for sure. Yeah, this one's, it's very cool. Um, I would say it's definitely up there in the coolest skins in the game. Right now, it's so, so rare, just because it's very old. I know that a lot of people are talking about how they may not want it back, because it would decrease the the rarity. But uh, I think the more people that have this skin, the better, because it's just so cool to look at. It is a sick skin for sure. And as someone that was playing a lot of Wraith this season, I have wished I had that skin a lot and that could make me cough up some money respawn. So good on you. Last but not least, (laughs) we have the new paintball limited time mode code is in the files and not a ton of information, but essentially there's been an ammo type added to the files along with a lot of code line for the paintball mode, along with the faster reload speed code and the ability to change paint color when in this mode. Sounds pretty fun to me, Holy for sure. Holy cow, that sounds fun. Like it, w- it would be awesome. Paintball rules can go a lot of different ways. Uh, <laughs> and so like that is cool to put it. Sometimes if you get hit once, you know, that's, uh, you're out. And so it could be a really cutthroat mode, or it could be like a really cool, lots of, lots of colors flying, uh, really fun mode. I'd be excited to see like, uh, is if like you got shot in the head by a paintball gun, are you going to like have, you know, like <laughs> impaired vision kind of like yeah. in a Mario Kart when the squid hits you and stuff? Yeah. Like it could be really funny. Yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd like to see that. Let's get into what everybody was really excited for though. And that is the patch notes. Okay. Uh, big time patch notes. And we're just going to start at the top and Go through everything, and first and foremost, we got the addition of the Armed and Dangerous Evolved Limited Time Mode. Uh, The Armed and Dangerous Limited Time Mode has evolved. In this limited time mode, only shotguns and snipers are allowed. You'll also start with a Mozambique and Evo armor. All other armor has been removed from the loot pool, but that's not all. Respawn beacons will also be removed, and all players will start with mobile respawn beacons in their inventory. We're going to talk a lot about that. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about uh, the armed and dangerous mode in a second, so we'll dive into that later. Uh, But now, yeah, let's get into the mobile respawn beacons. So need to respawn on the go? Use the new mobile respawn beacons in the armed and dangerous limited time mode. Players will start the match with one in their inventory, and then from their inventory screen, deploy anywhere on the map and save your fallen teammates. But beware, calling in a respawn beacon takes time, giving your enemies time to find you, take you out, and use that beacon you just deployed. So find that safe spot before you call it in. Yeah, playtesting this a little bit uh, for the pod and for you guys, I can definitely confirm that it takes a while to uh, actually call in the beacon before you can even uh, bring back your squad mate. But this is a really cool first item we've seen really added to the game. And they've already said that this thing is going straight into public and ranked play after this event. Um, But yeah, definitely hard to get off because it has a very long time but do you think we could see any shift in ranked play with this thing potentially i think that's a very high potential uh thing to point out with the mobile respawn beacons uh, just because so often you 
you can't really get to a beacon or it's too scary to go to a beacon. And so being able to really have the beacon on you and to be able to drop somebody right back in a favorable position or right on their loot, definitely it's going to be a super cool mechanic in the game. Yeah, I hope we really see it uh, come up with some clutch plays in competitive play and maybe even at the top levels of Apex in that global series. For sure. Next, we have Crypto's Town Takeover. Crypto is taking over and providing some recon to King's Canyon. Located at the southeast of the map under Repulsor lies Crypto's Map Room. Use his tech to get the location of all legends on the map and check the screens scattered around the room to see how many enemy squads are nearby. Well, I'll just it's- go out and say it. <laughs> this is the coolest town takeover we've gotten. Um, I'm not the biggest crypto fan, uh, as I may have made clear last episode. Uh, you know, he's growing on me a little, but this town takeover is really next level. It's such a fun drop. So many cool mechanics. It is so cool. And I have not played as much as you so far, uh, but the games I have played, I just love that everything shows up on the map. Like you see the location of all squads in the map uh, and you can walk on the map. It's just a cool little like texture feature they added to the game that is so awesome for sure. It's really awesome. I mean, dropping there right now, it's a, a serious hot drop in those first few mm-hmm. days, uh, but there's a lot of loot there. Um, it's a really fun fighting area just because you have the interior, exterior, roof, multiple different levels. I think that it's really fun combat there. Um, and then when you can scan uh, the map room, you get to see the pings on the map in game. But then if you pull up your map, it like changes color and you get red highlights of the direction and where every single person is on the map. It's super cool. Just like we were talking about in the last episode almost. Yeah, it is so awesome without a doubt. And I'm right there with you, Henry, like my favorite town takeover so far. And we've gotten some really, really good ones. Yeah, it's definitely hard to top their action, but I think uh, they're definitely keeping the ball moving with this one. Yeah. Last thing I want to say about it is the fact that when you do scan the map room, you're also getting a survey beacon. Uh, and so we you're love able to get beacons. that second ring intel with it. And that's really cool. You know, I love the survey beacon, you know, having this town takeover, uh, have it there doesn't necessarily like change ranked or whatever, uh, or change the normal game just cause it's one spot. But, uh, it's definitely, I think a good marketing tool for Pathfinder and that survey beacon for people to <laughs> use it if they weren't going to use it before. Hey, that survey beacon needs it apparently because it is (laughs) undervalued. That is for sure. Let's get into the legend updates now. This is the big stuff that really shifts the game and shifts meta entirely. And we're going to start with Lifeline. Uh, So Lifeline's passive has been changed. Combat Revive now replaces Combat Medic. Deploy Doc to revive teammates. Doc will deploy a shield and revive Lifeline's teammates, leaving Lifeline free to defend or revive someone else. This fully replaces Lifeline's old passive, including Fast Heal. It is a full six-second revive as well, no longer the sped-up revive. Yeah, Shay, how do we want to do this? Do we want to like go through all the, all the changes and then 
sum it up or should we take it one at a time here? Let's go one at a time. Let's go okay, one at cool. a time. So I think we can give it the attention that it deserves because yeah. you're the big lifeline guy here. So I'll let you talk about it first and I'll give my two cents after the fact. Sweet. So this passive is really the main focus of uh, the changes to lifeline. Pretty big, uh, but I don't think anybody should be freaking out too much. Um, losing the fast heal right off the bat, I think is an important thing to talk about. Um, it was a very, very, very unique ability for lifeline, especially once they changed the gold armor effect. Um, but that was a very kind of selfish uh, ability that lifeline had. And now being able to revive someone with the drone and be able to instantly pop off it and defend it and use the shield to your advantage to fight or heal yourself, I think is a very, very good trade for that fast heal. Couldn't have said it better myself. Like, it is awesome. Um, I think Henry and I are very big fans of this change early on, um, and that is not the norm going around a lot of places from what I've heard. Um, but I've already been picked up multiple times by this uh, ability, and you know, having two people still covering you while you're getting revived, it, it makes a lifeline very hard to push. That's yeah. the easiest thing to say. And that's big. And it not only just makes Lifeline a bit more viable uh, as a team player and a support legend and the number one healer, but also maybe a, an entrance into ranked play. Definitely. I think it took a w bit away from her uh, individualistic play style just because people played Lifeline a lot uh, for that fast heal. Yeah, um, I sure did. But yeah, but now I think she is like above and beyond. Uh, has the amazing ability to res and really just support the team and be that medic that she is. And another thing to keep in mind, uh, you know, if you are a bit of that selfish lifeline, which I myself have been guilty <laughs> of, um, let's say Shay goes down, very rare. Um, <laughs> That's nice. I go up to him and I, I tap X to put down the dock drone to heal him then I can heal behind my own shield or still use my tactical to uh, give him some health when he comes up and to give myself some health if I need it. So the, this whole passive uh, combat shield is not necessarily gone and can help you as the lifeline as an individual too because it can now protect you for selfish reasons if you got to reload or heal yourself. So I, th I think it's overall a really strong Agreed, 100%. And speaking of that tactical, uh, Lifeline's tactical cooldown is now 45 seconds instead of the 60 that it was beforehand. Really cool change. Yeah, I'll, I'll say with you know the most recent experience playing a little bit of Lifeline, that 60 seconds uh, was a bit long. Um, I don't know how much this, uh, this change will really affect the use of the drone. Um, I can say right off the bat that a lot of times playing Lifeline, you want to use that drone in combat, um, a little bit as insurance, but also to do mm -hmm. that, that fast uh, healing while in a fight. Uh, but if you do that, then you don't necessarily have the drone to either pick your friend up with uh, and heal them or heal yourself after the fight is over. And so I think this change kind of allows you to maybe do that a little faster now, um, which I think overall is a really strong thing. Yeah, I'm with you right there. 
And diving into the ultimate, Lifeline's care package now contains more items. Care package will contain three times more small healing items when it decides to spawn small healing items. And the care package will contain two times more attachments when it decides to spawn attachments. This is really nice. Um, I, yeah, I was just going to say real quick that I love uh, the look of the care package. Uh, a long time ago, back in season two, uh, there were care packages off the drop that kind of had the structure of having multiple items in one slot. Mm -hmm. And it just looks absolutely amazing without a doubt. Yeah, I like it a lot too. And, you know, for the time being, I really like that they chose to keep the care package as the ultimate. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk and in-game testing of perhaps changing that ultimate to be more mm -hmm. healing focused. Um, on King's Canyon, with all these charge towers, I cannot recommend using this ultimate enough. I think that it really helps with the RNG, really helps with the armor. And this uh, buff here makes it even better. You know, being able to get a lot of small healables in one pop can be really nice. And the amount of like higher tier attachments that the care package drops uh, is very limited. So if you can get two of those per care package, you have a really good shot at getting either a nice scope that you like or a skull piercer or an extended mag. So I think this is a really nice buff. Yeah. Would you say overall, looking at these changes that were made, uh, did they accomplish the quote unquote side grade or do yeah. you think it is more of a buff in general? I think that's a question that a lot of people are having. Uh, I'm glad that you asked it. What I would say is I think the passive change was a side grade, uh, especially mm -hmm. for the reason that the uh, revive is no longer fast. It's the same as everybody else's. And then Gibraltar has the four and a half second revive under the bubble. Um, but with the tactical and the ultimate, I think those are great buffs. And so overall, I think Lifeline has been buffed. But that passive, I think, you know, if they were just saying, if they were just referring to that about the side grade, I think her, her passive is definitely a really cool side grade that will change how teams fight in this game honestly yeah i agree and it's gonna take a long time getting used to fighting against some lifelines now because yeah. it's gonna be very hard to balance when to push if you get that knock uh, or not essentially yeah one thing one thing that we cannot miss is uh, the changes to octane this time around um a little bit of a difference with this tactical this time uh, when you activate it, the stim will remove movement and pairing effects. So like that Bangalore smoke, the silence uh, stun, the caustic gas, and then stim sprinting speed is also increased by 10%. Uh, nice little buff to Octane, honestly. Yeah, and you know, having the ultimate change to the point where now players can double jump in midair after using Octane's jump pad. Um, in the patch notes, they said that the players can change direction easily from the double jump. How easy do you think it is to make those that make that change? I'll tell you right now, it's not like Titanfall 2 as a pilot. Um, the double jump is not uh, extremely powerful right now. I think they may tweak it a little bit to live up to that easy verbiage. But uh, it's definitely nice to be able to slightly change your... Uh, landing position uh, makes it a little bit harder to shoot the the person going off the jump pad. Yeah, definitely gives Octane some uh, buffs that I think it was needed. Not really what we were expecting though from the buffs uh, that Octane were going to be getting. 
yeah, we're not quite sure if Octane's now a big team player or a closer. Uh, but coupled with the changes to the zip lines, the fact that you can't, you know, jump around and juggle between them, uh, kind of brings down the zip lines a little bit and maybe uh, gives a little bit of love to this launch pad as a more favorable uh, repositioning ultimate because of that double jump, perhaps. For sure. Okay, next we have Revenant. Uh, some changes to the tactical first. It will now cancel Pathfinder mid grapple and Wraith mid phase walk attempt before phase walk activates. And it will now prevent Mirage cloaked revive, Mirage decoy control activation, and the lifeline combat revive. Pretty cool. You know, we talk a lot about this Revenant tactical and the silence. Um, it's really strong and kind of just expanding it more to do more damage. Uh, essentially by canceling more abilities uh, hopefully we get a lot more revenant play because he is a strong strong legend yeah i think they really uh, did some good stuff with this change uh, he now directly counters uh, two of the most played legends in the game in pathfinder and wraith and those are needed if we not want something else to really break into the so-called top tier meta i think yeah it'll be interesting interesting to see uh those kind of counters in game it seems kind of hard mm -hmm. to pull off we'll talk more about wraith here in a few minutes but uh wraith now has about a second uh where revenant can nail that silence in order to cancel uh, that yep. ability entirely but that being said you can you can silence them you know before they even want to activate that grapple or go into that phase uh, mm -hmm. and then they're going to be silenced for 20 seconds so you know it doesn't necessarily have to be that awesome play that shuts them down right as they do it but now you can do that which is very cool for sure Shoot uh, additionally <laughs> it's gonna be hard to na nail a yeah, uh, like, revenant really silence out of this guy yeah i don't know about that one uh additionally with revenant they removed the range on the death totem which is something that i am a huge fan of um because a lot of people, I believe, are looking at this and saying, wow, this is huge. This is a big buff to Revenant. I think it makes him even harder to play as a team, without a doubt. Uh, due to the fact that when placing that totem, uh, you can now run as far away as you want, and you are not going to know if a team has come up behind you, um, and you just don't really know. Yeah, we definitely are excited to play a lot more of this. We really think it's fun to play Revenant, uh, especially that Revenant-Mirage combo. Um, but this uh, definitely allows you to do a little bit more aggressive stuff. But just like Shay's saying, uh, it's balanced with that risk of getting too far away, uh, potentially leaving your teammates behind if they get sent back uh, and, it count and, it, and the death uh, protection expires. Uh, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind, and you don't have a countdown of this uh, on screen, but the uh, death totem, once you go into death protection, it lasts 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's a good amount of time. You know, that's almost as long as uh, Bloodhounds, uh, Big Bathing in the Bluth Ultimate. Um, and so definitely you don't have time to spare, but you do have time to kind of close the gap on people. So shouldn't necessarily put it at one side of the map and then just run with de death protection. But now that it doesn't have a, a radius, uh, definitely can be a little, a little bit more flexible. Yeah, for sure. 
Next, we have Crypto. So some changes to the tactical, uh, the deploying hat, Crypto's drone now takes 1.5 seconds uh, down from 2.5 seconds. I haven't actually played Crypto yet with this, um, but the idea seems absolutely amazing. Yeah, I've tested it out a little bit. I really love it. Um, I, in the past, when playing as Crypto, feel like uh, the actual flying of the drone uh, is slower than optimal. Uh, but that activation, I feel like whenever I want to pull it out, I pretty much get hit by a brick wall uh, with that activation. And you, you can't really do anything, you know, for that two and a half seconds as it was. Like you can't, you know, look around or run or reload or heal. So it's kind of a long time. And now that it's one and a half seconds, I feel it's a lot more uh, possible to do it on the go, to just pop it up really quick, do a quick 360 or send it ahead. And so I think it definitely is a good quality of life thing for the crypto drone. Yeah. And, you know, being able to check the banners in the area real yeah. quick will be it's, very it's nice a, as it's well. It's a lot faster. One second definitely counts in this game. Yeah. Changes to the ultimate. Uh, the EMP will now disable Watson pylons. We're going to talk about Watson, obviously, yeah. uh, soon. Uh, but, you know, overall, just looking at that, I think it's good to have something... Uh, that counters those pylons and something we talked about in our last episode when we talked about crypto uh, was that you can uh, ultimate a Watson, but they're going to immediately be able to just read defense themselves up. And yeah. so now this will make that a little bit harder for sure. Yeah, we really like this. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about uh, this change more uh, as the next uh, summer circuit and global series continues. Uh, and how this really affects ranked. Like, is crypto now what uh, he's supposed to be? And hopefully he gets a little bit more love too, to be honest. For sure. Uh, next, we have Loba. Changes to the tactical. Burglar's best friend will no longer be intercepted by Watson's interception pylon. Thank goodness. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. I was frustrated because... It took me a while to actually make the connection that Watson's pylon was the reason I couldn't uh, teleport somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, I think it. I think it's just a good little change to her that'll help out in certain situations and makes sense with the lore as well as the playstyle. Yeah, and as much experience as we have in the game, and as much as we play, uh, that interception pylon can even like gobble up some of my grenades sometimes because it's hard to tell where the range is and when you were loba and trying to get around uh you know a watson ultimate it was definitely uh, frustrating when it got eaten up yeah without a doubt and when it comes to the ultimate the black market boutique ultimate will now only pick up one stack of ammo uh, rather than one stack plus the amount that was required to fill whatever partial stack you had in your inventory and ultimate accelerants uh, now give a 20% ult charge up from the original 17.5%. Little changes uh, to Loba, uh, nothing to really write Homer about here. Uh, still a really strong legend. We haven't talked about her uh, in a while, uh, unfortunately, just because there's been so much other stuff going on. Uh, but somebody to definitely play, and it's such a great support legend to really focus on loot i think it's really fun to play with lobas yeah she's really enjoyable to play and play with um yeah i don't think any of these changes are like huge like uh in-depth uh game changers but just you know overall i think good things that kind of made sense in 
if anything, like to me seem more like bug fixes rather than like uh, buffs or nerfs. Yeah. Next we have Mirage. So looking at that tactical, you can now hold the tactical button and release to auto control decoys and decoys will now say lines when shot. Gotta love anything that bamboozles people more. Like that's yeah. all I got to ask for. <laughs> really cool. And having to use the D-pad is kind of tricky because you have to move your thumb uh, off the movement stick. And so being yeah. able to change this to the tactical button, uh, I think is a really nice thing to make it easier to make those decoy movements a bit more believable. Um, and then the decoy is now saying lines when shot. I think that's really funny. I've been bamboozled uh, already, obviously. Uh, and so I, I think it's cool to have that as a change. I would go as far to say it's a slight buff uh, just because now more than ever, uh, I have a little bit more hesitation to shoot at a Mirage uh, because of the risk that I'm going to get yelled at by their decoy. Uh, I don't think <laughs> it like overwhelms your comms. Like I don't think it's deafening. It's not like starting the party or anything, but at least there's a little bit of subconscious fear that gives a little bit more hesitation. So I think it's a slight buff to that tactical. For sure. Audio is really important in this game. So it's yeah. cool to see abilities that uh, alter that in some way. For sure. Next, we have the passive. When cloaked, Mirage's hollow emitters will be visible to players that are less than five meters away. I think this one is uh, probably geared towards uh, less experienced players, to be honest. I think that it's kind of sad that uh, Mirage isn't completely invisible while doing this anymore. Um, what do you think, Shay? It's, it's going to make the res that I think you and I really liked uh, not as good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, already I've noticed when activating that ultimate, I see it myself, what the hollow emitters look like. Yeah. Um, and so if I'm close to other players, it's not as... It, it already wasn't the best getaway ability as an ultimate uh, when you're activating uh, the cloaked stuff. Uh, but now it's even less. Definitely a little bit of a nerf um we'll see how this uh plays out in the near future maybe it won't be as big of a deal as we think because right now mirage the thing that really messes with people is the audio yeah for sure and i i agree with that i was kind of shocked to see this in this patch uh, just because i didn't necessarily think that it was unfair or needed balancing uh but you know i don't speak for the whole community I'm not all the players, so... Uh, hey, we speak for the third-party nation. Pretty much, and we support Mirage every day. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, when it comes to skydiving, uh, it will now create decoys for the entire squad uh, when skydiving with your squad. Uh, and you do have to be attached. Uh, so if you're by yourself and you uh, send out a decoy while you're skydiving, you will only send out one. Um, this is something I personally really do like. Uh, I think it can really alter drop patterns as well um, in ranked. You know, a lot of times people are looking at where teams are dropping. And so if you can create more confusion and if you drop somewhere and another team drops there, but that other team thinks that there's four teams there and you know that they're really the only other team there, mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be playing a lot more cautious than you are. And you're just going to have a little bit of an upper hand early game on them. Yeah, this is very convincing, and we were even talking about this as a potential change back in Season 4, um, something that would definitely change that tactical while uh, skydiving. So I think this is really great. Uh, I love using it. Um, 
I think that it's a really nice thing for Mirage to have. Next, we have Gibraltar. Fast heals granted inside the dome shield slowed down. Uh, went from 25% faster down to 15% faster. And so, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is like uh, popping a battery, a syringe, a phoenix kit, any of that uh, speed uh, boost. Yes, that is that. And so, right now it takes 10 seconds to do a, a battery normally. Now it takes eight and a half seconds uh, instead. So, I think that's uh, pretty good. A little balance, especially now that Lifeline doesn't have it for herself. Uh, it definitely means that Gibraltar and Lifeline can work well together. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, keep in mind that that dome shield only has a duration of 12 seconds. And so, you know, if a battery still takes eight and a half seconds, you don't have a ton of time to heal under that dome. Uh, but still really strong tactical. Don't think this is a huge nerf to Gibraltar. Uh, it is not. Uh, and definitely a good team ability still to either pick somebody up quick with that fast rev that Gibraltar still has, uh, that four and a half second revive instead of six seconds, uh, but also to have the whole team heal up and defend underneath that bubble. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be something that really alters Gibraltar play uh, from a pick rate standpoint, but, you know, it's something they felt like they needed to do, I guess. Little tweak. Yeah. Next we have Caustic. Little tweak, big effect. Enemies can cancel Caustic's barrels by shooting it before it is fully inflated. Henry, I know you're really into this idea, so I'll let you definitely speak to this one right now. Yeah, this is big. Um, We've been talking a lot about Caustic here on the podcast. Um, I think this is a very, very strong balance to Caustic. Uh, You know, not messing with any of the cooldowns or the damage of the gas or anything like that. Um, But brings caustic into much more of a fair place honestly i think this one change alone uh, could really put caustic in a much more healthy place um and essentially it means that you can no longer use the tactical as a grenade you know as we've mm-hmm. said on the podcast and shay you said you know that's kind of how you use it to either throw it into windows uh, or through doors in order to break up uh, defenses or to really make open fights really frustrating by gassing up open spaces and pretty much chucking gas grenades through the tactical and he had three of them you know that you could charge up so it was really uh really powerful out in the open and as an aggressive ability i've played against it i've tested it in the firing range it's so easy to shoot down these traps now whether it's mid-air or just as they inflate Uh, you can hit them anywhere now so you know hit them with a shotgun hit them with a g7 like doesn't really matter uh, I think that it's a really strong uh, balance to Caustic, a little bit of a nerf, but still Caustic is supposed to be that defensive legend. He's still able to uh, really use those traps to block doors and defend narrow areas. I just think that this little nerf reigns in the the versatility and the power of those traps a lot. Yeah, I love what they did here, and it, it puts a lot more value on that Caustic ultimate. Yeah. And so being able to balance that now with the tactical will be ever more important than it has been. Yeah, and that Caustic Ultimate has a really nice cooldown time, so it's, it's something that you can still use, but definitely have to, have to spend it for those open fights. Definitely. Next, we have Watson. So I'm going to read what the patch notes say. So the intent of these changes is to create openings where enemies can breach Watson's position. It's still possible for Watson players to hold the position with a trophy indefinitely 
but that should come at the cost of using ultimate accelerants. Uh, the changes are that Watson's pylons now last for 90 seconds. Watson can now save up to uh, can have up to three pylons out at a time. Watson can stack two ultimate accelerants per inventory slot. Yeah, very very interesting. Henry and I talked at length about this because I think this is a big one to process. This is a change uh, aimed at ranked play, aimed at uh, the top levels of competitive play. Um, I don't want people to overreact. This is by no means the end of the Watson meta. Um, it's going to make Watson players have to think a lot more, and it's going to be hard for there to be, uh, with 10 squads left, 10 Watsons. Yeah, you know, I think this is a, a really nice that they have done something to Watson to try to shake up this meta just a little bit. Um, I'm really excited to see it. Um, I will say right off the bat, that 90 seconds is a long time in this game. Um, you know, if you want Watson to be hurt, that uh, ultimate to be used to counter Gibraltar ultimates, Caustic ultimates, uh, Bangalore ultimates, or grenades in a fight, uh, very rare does a fight last for 90 seconds. Uh, fights usually end pretty quickly. So if you're using that Watson ultimate as a counter to nades and ultimates, definitely can still do that. But it does kind of take away uh, that ability to camp up somewhere and snipe while having those free shields uh, indefinitely. So definitely changes kind of how you use that ultimate, but how they balanced it with the ultimate accelerants, I really like. Yeah, I think that um, it really alters the early game Watson. It honestly seems like it becomes harder to hold positions. Uh, like if you go round one and you find your spot and you decide to camp it up with Watson, um, it's going to be harder to hold that position because you're going to have limited amount of ultimate accelerants uh, from your limited looting. And the rounds are a lot longer early game. But when you do get into the late game, uh, the 90 seconds isn't as big of a deal because you, you know, a round can be less than 90 seconds at that point. Yeah, it's definitely something that you won't just be able to get to your spot and pop it down uh, to use that uh, that ability to charge up the tactical really quick. Um, but, you know, that being said, uh, the charge time for Watson's ultimate is 180 seconds. So it's, you know, not super long to get that ultimate. And so the dependency on ultimate accelerants is definitely there. Um, it always has been for Watson. Uh, but, you know, I think that it doesn't, this doesn't kill Watson, is all I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, not just, at all. I think it's a really nice balancing thing. Hopefully it'll change up the meta a little bit. Um, one thing uh, that I tested just to make sure for you guys uh, is that if you put down two or three uh, of these ultimates, the shield recharge rate that you get does not stack. So if you want to gain 25 shields or one shield cell worth of shields, takes about 12 seconds compared to what a shield cell would do which takes three seconds and i just want to say that that to me is amazing respawn balance like the timing there compared to you know what inventory you're taking i think it's great mm -hmm. um, that yeah it takes four times as long to put on a shield cell but you don't have to spend a shield cell with this ultimate um yeah i think that's great yeah Let's get into Wraith now. Uh, so, from the devs, increasing Wraith's tactical cooldown has proven to be ineffective at curbing her exceedingly high win rate and kill rate. 
These changes are meant to disincentivize Wraith players from using Phase Walk as a quote-unquote get-out-of-jail-free card and move it into more of a repositioning and scouting ability. And so the changes are to the Phase Walk tactical. Uh, phase Walk now takes 1.25 seconds to enable, uh, up from the original 0.4 seconds. But during this time, Wraith will receive a 20% move slow, and this does not affect uh, phase walk if you are placing the phase portal. Should we go into everything first, or should we take this point by point? This one's really tough. Um, let's take it point by point. So I like this. I, I like that they, um, especially when you are activating the tunnel, or the portal, uh, you don't have to get paused and slowed for 1.25 seconds. And so it still keeps her as that repositioning and team rotating ability um, that she is really uh, known for in the upper levels of ranked play. Yeah, I, I definitely think taking away that instant invisibility uh, is nice to see. It's pretty frustrating to go against and be shooting at a wraith, doing some scouting or whatever, and then they disappear. That'll be a lot harder. Yeah. Some other changes to the phase walk. Uh, Wraith now gets a 30% move speed boost while in phase walk, and Wraith can now see other players while in the void. The phase walk now lasts four seconds. Uh, originally, it was three seconds, and the phase walk cooldown is now down to 25 seconds from the original 35 seconds. Some really, really big changes. This is honestly a lot. I think uh, the overall thing to look at this is. Um, I don't think this was a nerf and it's yet to be seen if it is played as a buff. Essentially, there is no legend now that has the get out of jail free card. Nobody can just run straight at three people and be like, no big deal. I'm fine. It's now that Wraith has a very good repositioning ability and I've already had a little bit of success, uh, using it aggressively because you can see other players while in the void. It lets you plan your routes a lot more easily. Yeah, being able to see while in the void is not something to scoff at. It's very good for that repositioning, just like you said. And just looking at it in two ways here, uh, you can't activate it as quickly. It's now over a second just to be able to activate the, the tactical. But you can go further and faster. And you get it more often. So, like, on paper at least, it kind of looks like it is a buff, but it can't be used the same way. Pretty much is what we're saying. If you're in a building and you want to get out of it because uh, you're getting shot and you want to activate Wraith's ability, you won't be able to now. You will die instead. Honestly, I mean, that's kind of intense, but I I think that's kind of true. Like, 1.25 seconds is the time to kill of most weapons you know it's like that's a long plus the plus the 20 percent move slow while in that 1.25 seconds yeah you're a sitting duck something that you said that i really liked is that it puts it much more on par with loba in kind of the ability usage in of it being a repositioning uh Mm -hmm. rather than the get out of jail free yeah I i like that a lot Next, we have some changes to her phase tunnel. Decrease the distance for portal placement by 25%. We'll see how this one plays out. Yeah. Um, you know, it definitely um, hurts, obviously. You know, it's a, it's a straight nerf down 25%. Uh, 
Um, and it's something that in the, if you're watching the global series, people live or die by that Wraith portal. And it's going to be a lot harder to use now. And I think it'll be, I think it's just good though overall because for her pick and win rate, it was just, you know, through the roof. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say. It, it's, what's not hard to say is Wraith is not dead. Like, this is all very good stuff, I think. Without um, a doubt. And I think that the changes made make it so that Wraith doesn't have that, you know, invincibility to escape, but she kind of gains a little bit from this by having that increased speed and duration of the tactical helping her for the flanking. And what's important is that because Wraiths don't have this get out of jail free card, they can't play as individual. And so that change to the tactical almost makes the ultimate better, if you're staying with me, because you can move the team now faster by activating your portal, going, even though it's shorter, you can go faster, you can see enemies while you're in it, um, and you can stay invincible for you know, 30% longer. So I think that helps the team out more and hurts Wraith as an individual just slightly. Yeah, I think a common thread for these changes, like looking at Lifeline and Wraith, um, they just said that this is a team game and these abilities are going to be more altered and looked at for the team uh, rather than being like Wraith is the best legend to play when you're playing solo uh, because you can get away no matter what. Yeah, it's very nice to see uh, that respawn wants this to be a team game. We see it all across the board with, you know, Mirage having to stay with the team in order to get the three decoys now. Keeping the, the Gibraltar Dome Shield uh, in a place where it is helps the team. Um, you know, I, I really like all seeing the, the happy, happy team play. Yeah, without a doubt, for sure. You have to sure. work together. Yeah. Let's dive a bit into the weapons and loot now. So looking first at the Havoc rifle, some changes were made to the Havoc. Greatly increased horizontal recoil in the initial shots of a burst and decreased the magazine size from 32 to 28. Henry, what are your thoughts? I know yeah. you and I are both huge Havoc fans overall, um, but yeah, you've played a bit more than me. So have you noticed anything different with the Havoc? Yeah, it's hard not to get emotionally invested in the Havoc just because we've been you know, excited about it for so long now, but I don't think this is that big of a deal. Um, I've played a lot with it. I also am very experienced with the Havoc, so I'm not sure if everybody is in the same place as I am with using the weapon, uh, but I'd say the recoil initially, yeah, it's a little bit worse, but overall the recoil is still not insane. I think you can still uh, really hit your shots well. And then dropping four bullets from the mag, yeah, that hurts. Um, you do have to be a bit more accurate, but 28 bullets is still a lot. You know, that's as much as the R301 has with a purple extended mag, and the Havoc doesn't need an extended mag. So, you know, I, I think this is still a really strong weapon. I don't think it's dead. I think for, you know, entry-level players, it's now a little bit harder to use. Uh, but for people that are confident and want to practice and get good at the Havoc, that is still something that you can achieve. Yeah, I think one of the things you and I both love about the Havoc is that it's such a good gun uh, when you pick it up naked. And yeah. and so it still retains that, I, I, in my opinion. And so I think that it'll still be a very good gun and used well. I just don't think that it's going to... Now it's more like, you know, Havoc versus R301 late game. Um, I, while I felt like the Havoc was uh, better in a lot of players' hands and depending on the usage, 
Now you're looking at these other, if you get an R301 fully kitted in purple or gold, um, that's probably going to lean and have that advantage over the Havoc. Yeah, a little bit. And that's a good place to be. The Havoc is such a unique weapon. Same with the L-Star. These energy weapons are really in a class of their own for a good reason. Uh, I think that this is a good change. Next, we have some changes to the Sentinel uh, rechambered time uh, down from 1.75 seconds to 1.6 seconds. And the energized duration was increased from 90 to 120. This is I really love nice. anything. Anything that helps that Sentinel because uh, snipers are really fun. And there is no better sound and scarier sound than the Sentinel when it's got disruptors on it. And I love that uh, we're just going to get more of that now, even if it you know, kills me a couple of times. Yeah, if you, if you hear something incredibly scary that sounds like a supersonic jet or something like that, and you Run. think, oh, that must be like the Kraber, you're wrong. That's the fully charged up <laughs> Sentinel. And if the Sentinel hits you on the arm as Pathfinder and you have red Evo shields, you have no more Evo shields. Uh, this is a really, really, really powerful sniper. Uh, and with that rechamber time, I personally have been using the Sentinel a lot. Haven't really felt like the rechamber time was that bad. So I think this is a nice little push uh, to make it a bit more competitive with the longbow specifically. Longbow still has a fast rate of fire, but I think that now that uh, the Sentinel is catching up a little bit with that rate of fire and it has significantly more damage, um, I think uh, hopefully more people will be using it because it is. A very strong sniper. Without a doubt. Some big changes to zip lines. Cooldown is going to be applied to re-grabbing zip lines uh, without touching the ground. The cooldown will increase with each time a player disconnects and re-grabs the zip line. The cooldown will reset when the player touches the ground. This is essentially changing the I'm taking a zip line and I am going to jump up and down repeatedly while on the zip line because it makes you very hard to hit. And late game, some players will uh, do the juggling act over the final circle. Um, from Henry and I's playing, we've noticed it's two or three grabs and then you fall. Uh, there's no like uh, display or anything that tells you that. Uh, it's just by feel at this point. This what is do why you think you have about to read this? the patch notes, honestly. <laughs> like, if you don't know that, man, you could, you could really get uh, in trouble. I, yeah. I think it's big. I think like it's focused at that pro game and those end rings. Uh, I think that it's nice to not be able to juggle. Uh, what do you think about that? I think it balances a little bit with the uh, change actually to Wraith's portal and that it being smaller. Uh, now you're going to be vulnerable when you're on zip lines as well. And yeah, uh, yeah the juggle late game in. Uh, you know, like the global series is kind of fun, but, you know, hopefully uh, we get some overall changes to the meta and we don't have, you know, nine teams going into that final circle. And that's what it comes down to. And as much as this is, you know, a really cool universe uh, and, you know, Apex cares a lot about lore. It makes sense that you can't, you know, as Gibraltar, be pulling yourself up and jumping on a zipline. Doesn't make Definitely. a lot of sense. So this Definitely. is a bit more realism if you care about that. And the other thing I'll say, I really like it with the addition of crossplay coming. Um, on PC, you mm. very much have the ability to 
jump a lot higher and stay on those zip lines a lot longer than you do on console uh, just because of, you know, mouse and keyboard versus controller. And so kind of eliminating that is uh, very nice. And last but not least, we have some quality of life changes. Uh, teammates can now ping friendly caustic traps. A new health bar for when users are in the Revenant Shadow form will be there. Map rotations are going to be even from now on between King's Canyon and World's Edge. Yep. I love the Revenant thing. Like that real quick. Like, yeah. uh, it's beautiful. It looks amazing. Yeah, it really looks cool. You're, you have like a separate health bar, which is on fire. It looks super cool. Let's talk a bit about Armed and Dangerous Evolved and some tips and strategies uh, to, you know, help you get those wins and get those new really cool badges. Uh, you know, first and foremost, when looking at Armed and Dangerous Evolved, it's important to know that, uh, you know, the gold care package guns uh, can appear on the ground now or in crates. Uh, so looking at that Peacekeeper and Kraber, you know, Super outside fun. of that. Yeah, yeah. Makes the the more use you can have of those guns, the better. It'll be really fun to see. And great practice for those Kraber yeah. shots, honestly. For sure. Additionally, uh, another thought from this game mode is that healables are very limited and hard to find. Um, I have not found a lot of batteries myself so far playing no. this game, and I think that's a big advantage uh, to Lifeline. Watson and Octane, you know, having those characters being able to heal uh, with their own abilities. Because when we say limited, it's like the bare minimum. Yeah. Uh, and that being said, like maybe it's a little bit uh, incentive to play Loba in this mode. You know, if you can drop mm -hmm. into a really nice uh, POI like uh, Capacitor, you might be able to steal a lot of those healables that you really need in this mode. Yeah, definitely. Additionally, in this uh, mode, respawn beacons were removed and only mobile respawn beacons are allowed to be used. Um, do you have any tips, Henry, just on maybe uh, how you would play differently because of that? Or do you think it doesn't really alter gameplay at all? Yeah, I think it's really fun to have this period in the LTM to practice uh, with these mobile respawn beacons advice that i'd give is that it takes a while to call in this respawn beacon uh so honestly if you are in a fight and one of your teammates gets finished and you have one it may be worth it if you're in a safe-ish position to call in the respawn beacon itself before you finish that team it's kind of a risky play uh, but it's going to make it so that that teammate is really going to have a good shot at dropping right back on their loot and uh fending off that third party which is sure to come yeah do you have any uh preferred loadouts in this game mode are you a shotgun shotgun oh, you know sniper sniper or a nice balance between the two i think my best advice if i'm playing with a level head is that you should have one of each um what i like to do is either have the eva if i can find that double tap or the mastiff and then i honestly love all the snipers this is like such a fun mode. And now that it has Evo armor, I just really love it. I think it's really fun. I don't think you can really go wrong with a sniper. It's my personal preference to shy away from the charge rifle, but I'll take anything from a triple take to a Kraber uh, for that slot. Yeah, I love the triple take specifically in this game mode. Having that little versatility and that it can be hip fired probably easier than the other sniper rifles. Um, I've survived twice already because of that. 
but I'm definitely with you in the uh, one sniper, one shotgun, and I definitely gravitate uh, towards that EFA with the double tap because that thing is just dangerous. It really just shreds people. Yeah, right now I'll I'll drop the EVA or the Master for the Peacekeeper almost every oh, yeah. time uh, because you actually get them. And it's just, it's, this is a really fun mode. I can't recommend it more. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about the respawn beacons? We've, we've said enough about that, right? Yeah, I think, you know, I think when it comes to the respawn beacons, I think people are going to get uh, better and better at using them. Um, one of the tips I'll give just right off the bat that makes the most sense to me is that if you can be at a high ground position when you call in, uh, you're going to, you know, obviously be in that advantageous position uh, to get it off. And whether that be on top of diving board or one of those uh, crazy walls, if your teammate got shot and killed randomly, um, the placement yeah. is really important because it does take a long time to get down to the ground and then activate that actual respawn. Absolutely. Placement is everything, whether it's the placement of your body, placement of the revive, placement mm-hmm. of the respawn it all matters in this game you gotta be playing smart yeah but definitely without a doubt play armed and dangerous evolved uh it's it's probably one of henry and i's favorite game modes in general um absolutely huge uh with that though let's get to the next thing our drop together segment henry i'll let you take this one away all right so our candidate for today is dami 3000 nader dominator with 3000 put in there uh they're an octane main and last time we checked were level 255 looking for teammates to play public matches not too into the sweaty ranked grind perfectly understandable uh but very happy to get some more teammates and to be going for those wins and kills in pubs yep definitely hit that guy up he'll be in the description below um octane's fun to play with now more than ever so definitely uh party up let's dive into some questions though to wrap this episode up questions coming from the spark on yt five star the podcast has very knowledgeable hosts and they're actually funny i also have a question (laughs) how do i stop being so inconsistent one day i'll drop 15 kills and the next day i'll only get five thanks for being so awesome you know, shout out Spark. I am glad that you think that we are funny because uh, we are, you know, we try, but sometimes the we think the sarcasm might not come through on that podcast. I struggle for sure with that, but hopefully we're doing an okay job. To answer your question though, uh, how do you stop being so inconsistent? I would say the first thing is if you're playing with people, you know, if you're playing with uh, teammates and stuff, you will obviously, you know, learn each other's tendencies and Overall, I think you'll play a more connected game and be able to uh, rotate in similar directions and kind of identify the game style that you like to play. Outside of that, though, Henry, do you have anything else? Yeah, this is such a wonderful question, Spark. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, you wanting to be more consistent is everything that I work for every single day in my personal life, professional life, and my Apex life. Consistency in this game is hard just because it's random. It's a battle royale. It's such a wonderful question. I would say keep with one legend. Try to refine specific uh, weapons. Um, Try to do the same rotations. Definitely, as Shay says, try to play with the same people. Get into our Discord. Try to hop in a couple games with us on Patreon if you can. Um, 
getting, you know, the same game over and over again can definitely help you be more consistent with those kills and that placement. Well said. Well said. Well, guys, thank you so much uh, for listening. Please subscribe to us on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll make sure we answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. We try to interact with all of you all on there. And, you know, join our Discord. Link is going to be in the description below. It is a great time in there. Um, And I've enjoyed uh, being able to play with a lot of y'all in the Discord as well. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Peace. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.